welcome to the Bonafide Legal Podcast. This is Florence Bremer. I'm your host. I cannot find the attachment for my microphone, and it's been several weeks since I recorded a podcast, so I'm just going to go ahead and do it without a microphone and hope it turns out okay. I am a mother, a grandmother, a wife, a movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer since 1999, and throughout my practice, I struggled day by day to find balance between work and life. And this podcast is really going to be more of a catch-up and a little bit of a celebration. This weekend is Memorial Day weekend. I have to say that Memorial Day weekend ends up being one of my favorite weekends in the whole year. Um, Everybody in Arizona leaves town. It's super quiet in Phoenix and in my town. And the movie theaters are very uncrowded. Restaurants are very uncrowded. Yesterday, we went and had lunch at Red Robin. There was like six tables in there. It just is, is great. Also, leading up to Memorial Day, it tends to get quiet. I will say that Friday before Memorial Day, I had like kind of a busy morning. I had a court hearing. I had a client come in. um, I had some conference calls I had to do. So I ended up leaving later than I wanted to. I actually wanted to go home and do my conference calls, but I didn't make it. But then once I got to Friday evening, it got really quiet and I just felt super exhausted. And I woke up at four in the morning on Saturday. So was kind of tired the whole day. So my weekend's not necessarily turning out the way that I wanted it to be, but it still is um, very nice. And I have some family coming over today and some family coming over tomorrow. So let me start from the beginning. I wanted to give you an update. So the last time I talked to you, I was in Flagstaff. And my podcast, I had this crazy experience where I kept getting interruptions, which really has been my life for the last, I don't know, year. (laughs) It just has been crazy. I'm having a really hard time having just quiet moments for myself. And that's something I'm really, really working on. So when I recorded last time, and I record, it's like 45 minutes. But during that time, housekeeping knocked, my husband called me, and I was traveling with him. So I had to see if what he needed. My daughter called me and all this is caught in the podcast. And I don't know how to edit, (laughs) as I think anyone who listens to me knows. So you hear all of the calls happening during that last podcast. I'm hoping this is um, one's more quiet. I'm going to update you from where I left off last. First of all, just to give you an update on my brother, he is um, dealing with cancer, as you know. He's doing okay. You know, he finished his first immunotherapy. He will do that once a month for a year. After 
uh, chemo ended and when immunotherapy started, he just had a really rough go of it. He's having a lot of swallowing problems. He can't eat. He has a feeding tube right now. And um, he's slowly, slowly, like, trying to incorporate food in. And his pain has been pretty much managed, but he's exhausted. He's just bone tired. Um, But we go and we visit him at his house, and he seems to perk up. And he's laughing and we're talking and his voice sounds good. His voice sounds strong. So we have a lot of hope and we're really just hoping that he starts to feel good in the next couple of weeks so that, um, you know, he can just feel better. And we're praying on that and we have a lot of support. So thank you. So, um... Flagstaff, we went uh, the weekend before my uh, wedding anniversary, and it was good. It was very cold there, but my husband and I had some good meals. He was there for a disc golf tournament, so I actually set up the hotel room like an office and worked a ton. And I do find that when I can physically leave the office and work, I can actually get quite a bit of work done. I have transcripts that I'm reading. I'm working on appeals. I just have a, a lot going on that physically in the office I can't do. On When I was in the office on Friday, I brought one of my transcripts. I read two lines from it. So I need to be somewhere else when I work. So um, when we were in Flagstaff, he finished his tournament early on Sunday, and we drove home. And we had the rest of the day at our house before we left in the morning. Monday, May 8th was our... 30th wedding anniversary and I feel so crazy saying that number because I will tell you I'll meet people who I think are I I don't know how to say it kind of elderly and they'll go oh I've been married 22 years and I'm like I've been married 30 years I'm like the oldest person in the world but for our 30th I planned something really special for it We went to the San Ysidro Ranch in Santa Barbara, and it exceeded my expectations. And it's spelled S-A-N and the new word Y-S-I-D-R-O. Just Google it and look at the pictures. It's just, it's it's jaw-dropping. It's awe-inspiring. It's just so beautiful. We flew out Monday morning, and I was having a really frantic morning. I took my daughter to school. We went to the airport. I like to go two and a half hours early and have a nice big cushion, but my husband is more a two-hour person. We went two hours early and in rush hour and still made it in great time. I think the colleges might be out and a lot of the snowbirds have left, so rush hour traffic has gotten a little bit better over the last couple of weeks. We parked at the airport and with, um, with the, um, sorry, I'm getting texts. (laughs) See, my interruption starts already. Um, we parked at the airport and with, with points that I had accumulated from parking, it didn't cost anything. It was way less than an Uber and way more convenient than getting dropped off and picked up. If I can do it, I like to park at the airport. It's so much easier than getting a ride or waiting for a ride. We even had a little time in the lounge, although we had to walk to the lounge because our gate didn't have one nearby. 
The flight was smooth. I'd never been to Santa Barbara before or the Santa Barbara airport. The airport is like five gates. And baggage claim is just a, they open a window and they hand you your luggage. It's not even a like a, a automatic belt where it's coming out. We took a taxi to the airport. Really nice driver. We checked in, but our room wasn't ready. It was a few hours before check-in. I had requested to come earlier, but, you know, sometimes they can accommodate that and sometimes they can't. My husband was instantly annoyed because he wanted to go to the room. But we went and had lunch at the hotel, and I worked in the lobby, which had a desk and Wi-Fi, but they did get our room ready earlier. I was super distracted at lunch. Someone had done something to my email where they were sending out cloned emails that looked like they were from me asking for Zelle payments to a weirdo phone number and name. The clients were not fooled by it, but it was bothering me, and my office called to talk to me about it at lunch, and I had no reception, so I couldn't hear them, and then we were texting when I was at lunch, so I was totally distracted and miserable. We finally get to the room. It's beautiful. It's like a little cabin. It's beautifully appointed. Perfect sheets and pillows, a mini bar with complimentary snacks and sodas and water, The package that we had included all our food and drinks, but not um, alcoholic drinks. And we don't drink, really. You know, I'll have a drink here and there, but that was fine with us. We actually never even just had a drink. We just were drinking what was provided. I never drank so much water in the two days that I was there because every time you go into your room, there's bottles of water. When you sit down for lunch, you have water. Um, the, uh, package even include like fancy bottled water for lunch. It just was like totally, totally wonderful. There was stationery. You go in, there's stationery with your names in it. They put your name on a wooden sign that's outside the door. So it's like, it's your residence. Every room had a private back patio with a a tiny built-in hot tub huge bathtub and shower, wonderful bath products, a Dyson hairdryer, heated floors in the bathroom, plush robes, slippers. There was a card and chocolates for our anniversary. Everyone who saw us throughout the trip, the people who worked in the in the restaurant, the people who worked at the front desk, every time they greeted us, they said happy anniversary. I don't even know how they knew who we were. (laughs) They just always knew us. It was amazing. It took a few hours to settle in and I was having a hard time dealing with the office. My father-in-law also went into the hospital so we were trying to deal with that too and my sister-in-law who's the caretaker for my father-in-law works for me so she was out of the office a ton when I was gone. It's just not been a good year for health with my family. I walked around the grounds while my husband took a nap. The ranch is nestled between the mountains and the oceans. And the ocean. There's flowers and herbs everywhere. Old massive trees. Snails crawling around. I saw a blue jay. We saw frogs. The first day that I was there, a guitar player was playing Spanish guitar in the garden. And I sat there with my eyes closed just listening. It's a super historical property. JFK and Jackie 
honeymoon there. Vivian Lee and Laurence Olivier married there at midnight. Chris Pratt was married to um, Catherine Schwarzenegger there. Oprah and Ellen live very close. I think Oprah has hosted events there. Then we went to dinner. We had a reservation, but we pushed it back another hour, which was perfect. We finally relaxed and actually had a nice time. But then we got back to the room and I couldn't sleep. And I was up from three to five writing a brief and going through emails. I was so internally stressed about work and the email Zell thing that I was just, I just, I couldn't rest, you know. And so I got up at seven and I went to breakfast. I was the only person in the restaurant for an hour. I sipped coffee. I ate the most delicious croissant. They make all their baked goods on property. I looked out at the ocean. A family arrived. It was like a husband and wife and I'm pretty sure his adult son and his and their significant other. But that was it. There was not many people there. People would come and eat at the restaurant, but actually staying there, I bet only two or three cabins were occupied. There were 38, there's only 38 cabins to begin with. And there was times where I was walking around and I would never see anyone. Basically, we ate and napped. I worked and read a bunch. I finished a first draft of a brief. My favorite way to write a brief is while I'm traveling. No distractions. To deal with the whole Zelle thing, I put a message on my email about the Zelle payments. And uh, so if someone emailed me, it said, if you get a request for a Zelle payment, don't make it. I also have it in my signature. I changed the password on my email, filed a police report. Um, then we went to lunch. Um, I, my husband didn't go to breakfast with me. He was still resting, but I brought him back some of the pastries. We had a lovely lunch. I don't really eat fish unless it's somewhere super fresh, uh, special, but they had a sustainable salmon and I had it on, at almost every meal since I, I felt like we were eating so bunch or we were eating so much, <laughs> like we were eating full breakfast, full lunch, full dinner. Uh, so I was trying to stick to salads, fruit, salmon. My husband swears he gained weight in those two days, and he was eating like crazy. I went to the spa in the afternoon and had reflexology on my hands and feet, and I fell asleep. I was so exhausted due to not sleeping for a couple of nights in a row with all the travel. And I don't fall asleep during spa treatments, but they had me on this heated table with weighted blankets and I was out. I hope I wasn't snoring. She knows I went to sleep because when I woke up, she told me that there was this tender spot in my foot that was making me twitch. And I said, oh, I, you know, I didn't feel anything. She goes, oh, you were sleeping. I'm like, oh gosh, you know. Okay. So then we played mini golf in the afternoon. They, the ranch had a really cute six hole course I got into the hot tub a few times. I think I went in four times. We had a great dinner, brought dessert to the room. I didn't eat the dessert because I was out like a light, but my husband ate it. And the funniest thing happened, and I've been telling everyone this story. On the way to the room, I said, let's stop at guest services and get my boots. They had a free shoe, shoe, 
shoe shine service and my boots needed a shining. And I wanted to pick up my boots and we didn't have any silverware for dessert. So I asked for, went to guest services, I asked for spoons for dessert, got my boots, and I asked for a couple of Cokes for my husband since he drank the ones that were in the room. And the person said, we'll have the Cokes and the uh, spoons sent to the room. And when we walked in to, again, they just said, Mrs. Bremer, are you here for your boots? <laughs> like, it was crazy. They always knew who you were and what you wanted. So on the way back, it was just a, it was a super short walk to our cabin, but we took two to three minutes to look at the pond and to look at fish and frogs. And we get back to our room, which is only a couple minutes after we left guest services and the Cokes and the spoons were there. We were amazed. Every night there was turndown service where they would leave chocolates and they would arrange your slippers and a towel for when, um, where you step up. The next morning we had breakfast together. We were the only people in the restaurant the entire time. I drank so much coffee on this trip and this was just in the restaurant. The room had an espresso machine. I never used it because we were just constantly provided with coffee the entire time. The next day, so the morning we left, we were sitting on the patio and a squirrel ran on the fence. And I'm super scared of squirrels. So I said, party's over, which I say every time a trip is over. We always have something happen at the end of a trip. And so this phrase has become party's over. Like the service will get bad or a bird will fly in our room or I'll get a bunch of mosquito bites. The TV will stop working, something like that. And I say party's over. This time it was a squirrel harassing me. So we were able to get a late checkout at 1 since we had a weird flight time. It was like 4.30. So we had our last delightful lunch. And except while we were waiting, we get a message that the flight would be three hours delayed. My husband got super upset and very crabby. He was just ready to go home. And we didn't have a room. We didn't have anywhere to go. We had our luggage. So we sat in the lobby of the hotel and had bottled water we waited a couple of hours and headed to the airport. We had this great Lyft driver. He uh, took a little bit of a roundabout way, but we were in no hurry. And he gave us a tour and a history of Santa Barbara. He had a great car. We get to the airport and we're going to go sit in the restaurant. And this airport is really small. There's a restaurant, a coffee shop, and a store. And we get there like 545 and it closed at 6. And so we have nothing to do. It's, but it's just, it, the crazy thing is it's a super roomy airport. So we got a couple of chairs by ourselves and started watching some movies on an iPad. And um, my husband is a smoker and he kept going through security and having a cigarette and coming back, which was nice because usually you can't do that because the airports are just too big and security is just a mess. This was, you just walked through the security and nobody was in this airport. Our flight, the reason why our flight was delayed was, um, they didn't have enough staff. And when I was looking at the amount of people waiting for the flight, we didn't have, a a very crowded flight you could tell so I think they were just like well we're gonna put the staff where we need it 
and not on this flight and make these people wait. So it was a great airport, but there's not anything to do. You know, a lot of times at airports, like, I'll sit in the lounge. Um, sometimes they have, like, those uh, little spas that you can go into and, and get a chair massage. Like, this just had nothing to do. And also, this was a, kind of a, a pet peeve. We brought the salsa. They had gifted us salsa from the hotel. And I didn't want to put it in our chuck checked luggage because I didn't want salsa to break in the checked luggage. I should have just put it in a Ziploc bag and checked it. But I figured salsa was not, I figured salsa was food. Well, they considered it a liquid, so we had to toss it. It was very annoying. It was particularly annoying because we could have sat, we had a bag of chips, we could have sat outside and ate chips and salsa while we waited hours and hours for this flight. So now we're supposed to leave at 7.30 and we get a message that says your flight is now going to leave at 9.15. And now I'm freaking out, which seemed to make my husband calm. This announcement was made while the plane was sitting there. We could see the pilot in the cockpit. Lots of people had connections that they missed, that they were stuck in Phoenix. Then when we were sitting there, all of a sudden it changed to 7.45 and we finally got to go home. We didn't go home until 11, and I was super exhausted the next day. And I kept saying, this is the other thing I say when I go on a trip and I come back. It's time to pay the piper. So the next day at work, I sat at my desk for nine hours. I started working on a giant new appeal. I was going through all my phone messages. I kept saying to my staff, how long was I gone again? Because I was gone two work days I was gone oh no let me take I take that back I was gone for three work days I was gone Monday Tuesday Wednesday and while I was gone I actually had hearings that I was doing I was doing my emails so there was a ton that I was doing and I came back to huge amount of messages huge stack of mail it was ridiculous so for a week and a half, that first day was terrible. And for a week and a half, I had a, a somewhat manageable schedule. I took my grandson to see Super Mario Brothers. It wasn't great, but it had a few cute moments. I actually wish they would have concentrated more on getting to know Mario, but they would do these huge scenes where it was just like you were watching a video game. And something I was really proud of that I did was that Mario's mom made a mushroom pasta. It was like a kind of with a creamy mushroom sauce. And I don't know about you, but cartoon food always looks so good to me. And I went home and I created it by sight. I thought, well, it's probably some milk and it's some butter. And um, I used uh, soy milk. And then um, it's probably some flour to thicken it and some veggie broth. Like I just put stuff together and I got these baby portobellos that I cooked with it. Um, I put onions and garlic like it was super good and I laid it out on a platter which is how Mario's mom served it and took a picture of it side by side with a picture that I got from the internet of Mario's mom's pasta so the next day was Mother's Day and I have to tell you I had the most wonderful Mother's Day I was hoping my brother would be able to come by he still wasn't up for it but his uh, kids came over, 
And I ordered a box of Jimmy John's and I went to Costco on Friday and I got a cheese board. There is this cheese board that you get from Costco. It's like under like a vacuum seal um, plastic and it's on like a piece of cardboard that looks like a board. And I've seen it quite a bit and I always thought it looked kind of unappetizing like how good could this be and I thought you know what I'll get it because I just wanted some stuff like some salsa and some fruit and I got some uh, they had like a thing of falafel that I got and I got some pita bread and they have a really good tabbouleh salad I got that but this cheese board I cannot tell you how delicious these cheeses were I have made my own cheese boards where I've picked out some cheeses this was far surpassed it this was just so great then I watched a bunch of scary movies for the day. I watched uh, Spiral. This was a movie in the Saw franchise. I watch it probably like once a year since it came out, once every nine months. I love this movie. Chris Rock is in it, Samuel L. Jackson, in a Saw movie. Nobody knows about this movie. It came out during COVID. I had rented a theater for it. It has all the great Saw moments, but also this this super great cast it really stands up it's a solid movie in the franchise so this was also my daughter's um last week of school I'm so glad it has already made my mornings so much better to not have to wake her up and for the summer I'm going to try to go to spin in the mornings or walk or go to the office early because every time what would happen I'd get up let's say 5 30 or 6 I'd sit down and have coffee start working and then I have to get her up at 6 15 make sure she's ready for school and she's a teen so it's not like I'm I'm pulling her clothes on her like a toddler but still like make sure she doesn't fall back asleep ask her if she has her stuff drive her to school you know it's just takes you out of whatever you're doing and you can't do anything else I can't like I said I can't go for a walk I can't go for an early morning class any of that so then on Saturday my daughter and I left for Washington DC this is the daughter who's in school so she finished school on Friday and then the next day we left for Washington DC and this is the second year in a row that we did an after school like after school year educational trip Last year we did New York and we had such a great time. And this year I thought, let's do Washington, D.C. I almost thought about going back to New York and she loved it there. Like She's always like, oh, I want to move to New York. And I thought, no, let's do something different. And so I picked Washington, D.C. Here's a tip about going to D.C. Everything is free. I had no idea. I checked out a book a couple of months ago from the library, one of those books that just you know has like all the travel tips and the restaurant tips and everything else and everything is free I went the last time I was there I went in eighth grade so almost 40 years ago I was part of a class trip so I wasn't part of planning I didn't know where anything was I didn't you know I just was along for the ride and in my my trip to Washington DC when I was in eighth grade that was my first time on a plane and was very memorable to me. I've only been on a plane four times. I was on a plane only four times between birth and age 25. And, you know, now I'm probably on a plane once a month, you know, once every other month. 
So to prep out, um, you know, I checked out this book from the library and I also ordered uh, travel um, tourist materials from Washington, D.C. It was great. I, and over the few months, I would go through the book and there's some things I had to plan in advance. So I did that. The only thing we really weren't able to do was the White House. We had requested it. And of course, the White House is probably probably everybody who's going to D.C. is trying to do that, where other things might be spread out more a little bit. So we didn't get into the White House. So we flew out on Saturday, left super early, but you lose three hours when you're traveling to the East Coast. So the plane took off at 8.30, but we landed in Washington, D.C. like 4 o'clock. I watched The Fablemans on the way there. This was is Steven Spielberg's new movie that came out during Christmas. I um, feel it wasn't marketed right. I was staying away from this movie because it seemed sort of lame. And it really was about family and based on Spielberg's childhood. The actor who played him as a teen was amazing. I could see Steven Spielberg in him. Um, also... In the movie, he was making these homemade movies that were reminiscent of movies he made in his future. It was a lot about his parents. It was about Michelle Williams played his mother, Paul Dano played his father, and their best friend was Seth Rogen. The last hour was a little uneven, but I really did love so many parts of it. I highly recommend this movie. We were so tired when we got to D.C. that we just laid down for a bit. And we stayed at the JW Marriott, which was right in the middle of everything. Like, it was a perfect location. Walking distance from the mall, close to everything else. Um, like, smack dab in between the White House, the Capitol, and the mall. It was beautiful. The weather was beautiful when we got there. I was a little disappointed in the room at first. We weren't on the highest floor, and the hotel lounge isn't open on weekends until Sunday night, but I ended up really liking the room. I tend to get disappointed because I've been so spoiled that a lot of times I'll get like some sort of upgrade, and so when I wasn't and it was just fine like I don't know and I had put in for you know with I always stay at Marriott properties and I put in for a uh, an upgrade these complimentary upgrades that I was supposed to get and on the way there they're like oh it's not available so um, Saturday night uh, you know we rest a little bit and around 6 p.m. we leave the room we're gonna go walk the mall and it starts drizzling I'm like well okay this isn't bad we take an Uber to the Lincoln Memorial, and the plan was to visit the Lincoln Memorial, walk through the mall, end up at the Washington Monument, go out to dinner. By the time we get to the Lincoln Memorial, it is pouring. The Uber driver gave us an umbrella that just said, hey, I have this umbrella, here you go. Super sweet. I have to tell you, we had the best Uber and Lyft drivers ever. It was also... Um, prom night so there was all these gorgeous kids in gowns and tuxes and it was pretty crowded so um we looked around a little bit my daughter was amazed by the size of the lincoln monument we looked up a vegan restaurant 
that was like a fast food restaurant. Like you went to the counter and you ordered. It was burgers and chicken sandwiches. They had um, these fried mushrooms that were mataki fried mushrooms. The most delicious thing I've ever had. Um, I did an Uber Black because those drivers are more professional drivers. And it was pouring. So if we were going to be in the car for a while, I wanted... Um, just a nicer ride. And I knew that like with Uber Black, they're better about finding you and will wait longer. So with the rain, it just was the way to go. Plus, um, the Ubers were super affordable in DC and they kept having these deals. It was wonderful. Like we were able to get Uber Black quite a bit for like 20 cents more than a regular Uber. Luckily, the seats were heated in the back and we were able to dry out. And the driver was a really nice guy. And he gave us references for different restaurants around DC. And we went to several of them. Um, at the restaurant, I had a burger that was like a Big Mac. And it was delicious. And my daughter had a spicy chicken sandwich. We called it a night because of the rain. And um, started again on Sunday. And it never rained again the rest of the time. Sunday, I wanted to try to get Washington Monument tickets. These are one of the hardest things to get because they open up a handful online, but the rest you go there, you have to physically go there when it opens and get them. And they're gone very early in the day. So we started heading there early, but there was a graduation at the Washington Monument, and we just ended up in the middle of it, like in the middle of this huge crowd that was being ushered into the graduation so we just uh, changed course and started walking to the museums our hotel was right near the world war one museum and so we walked through i'm sorry the world war one um, memorial and we walked through it a few times we started um, with the smithsonian's we started with natural history and then we went to american history the american history one was a very cool lots of um, celebrity items like Prince's guitar and lots of presidential things. They also had a ja jazz cafe, which was cool because of the jazz, but the food was only meh. I had a vegetable gumbo and a bananas Foster's pudding. My daughter just had some rice. Like it didn't have a good selection. It just wasn't great, but it was enough to tide us over. We um, then left for the National Archives, and my daughter teased me that I bled on the Constitution. I burned my hand in my oven before we left, and it had this weird split on my finger and just started bleeding. And then I, we were looking at the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, and I looked at the palm of my hand, and it was all bloody. So my daughter said that, I bled on the Constitution. The National Archives also has the Declaration of Independence and the Magna Carta. We went back to the Lincoln Memorial and the World War, um, and I bought po postcards of the Lincoln Memorial. Then here's where we walked the mall, and it was, it was warmer. It was kind of a warmer day. And even though things look like they're not that far away, they end up being farther away than you think. We walked um, through the Korean War Memorial, and then we went to the World War II Memorial. 
And the World War II Memorial, I loved. You can, it's a big fountain and you can put your feet in it because the soldiers celebrated in the fountains after World War II. It was very restful and beautiful and it just feels so good to soak your feet in cold water after walking and walking. So we went back to the hotel to nap and another tip I'll give you, try to nap in the afternoon when you are out doing things. It can make all the difference in the world just to have that hour nap. When we woke up, we went to the Ford Theater in the house where Lincoln died. This is one where I had to order the tickets in advance. It was really amazing. You think it's going to be huge, but it's also tiny. We went to a vegan restaurant referred to by our driver, Sean. He was the driver who was just the great driver. It was called New Vegan and You Vegan. They had a great menu, but they were having staffing problems that day, so you could only order food that was already made. So we had some vegan chicken wings, a sweet potato pie, uh, some um, collard greens, and macaroni salad. I would have liked to go there when it was fully open, um, but, you know, what can you do? It just, it worked out that way. It was sort of in a bad neighborhood, but we got to see more of Washington, D.C. Even though it was like, you could tell it wasn't a great neighborhood, I still felt very safe in Washington, D.C. the whole time. And the Uber and the Lyft drivers were collectively very good. So then we went, uh, we took an Uber back to the, the Jefferson Monument. This was one of our highlights. It was at night. And I'll say this, if you're looking at monuments, don't sleep on the idea of going in the evenings. There was hardly, I think they're open 24 hours a day. We said that we were going to go to the Lincoln Monument at, um, I don't know, two in the morning. We never did, but it was a nice idea. At the Jefferson Memorial, there was hardly anyone there. We walked around and just looked up at the monument then we went to the Martin Luther King Monument. It's a newer one, and it's really beautiful. He's carved out of a piece of granite and looks so lifelike. Then we went to the Vietnam Memorial. That day, we walked 23,000 steps. I was exhausted. My back was killing me. So that was Sunday. And so Monday was a day where we actually had lots of things scheduled at different times. This was our big day. So we started at 10 a.m. with a tour of the Capitol. And if there's anything that you take away from this is contact your congressperson or senator's office and you can arrange for a staff-guided tour. Don't buy one of those tour packages where you're on a bus with strangers all day. We booked with congressperson Debbie Lesko's office. I didn't even realize what it was going to be like until we were doing it. We started in, in her office, like her actual office. We got a tour of the office. Um, and then a staff member takes you around through all the back ways. You don't, there's no lines. You get to see all the beautiful art, the statues. We went to the actual House of Representatives, the old House of Representatives, the old Supreme Court. I can't tell you how many things we saw just in the Capitol. There was all this information from the um, from the staff member who was doing the tour. Like I was just like trying to take it all in. And we had a noon appointment at the Holocaust Museum. 
And we learned so much there. It was just, when you walk through it, it's just silent and heartbreaking. And there was a table and it was two Holocaust survivors that you could go and talk to. So we went and talked to these two poor women. It just was amazing. They gave us sheets with their stories. And then we went back to um, the, um, went back to the hotel for a nap. And then after we went to the Smithsonian African American History and Cultural Museum, both the Holocaust Museum and the African American Museum are newer, busier museums. So I ordered tickets months in advance. It the African American History Museum was a totally beautiful building, like just so beautiful. But I thought the exhibits weren't set up great. It was like you would go into it an exhibit and it was like stuff was like tucked really far in the back and it was hard to find and then you had to like go through the whole thing and then sometimes there was like other things that were like tucked off to the side and you would almost miss it it was just um interesting how it was set up like usually you know you walk in and it's kind of like a loop this was not as um intuitive and then there was this one exhibit that we were looking for, and we found it tucked in the basement. You know, I, d- I don't know that a lot of people make it to the basement of this place. So anyways, it still was a wonderful museum. We saw great things. Uh, they had a Harlem Globetrotters exhibit, and, you know, Meadowlark Lemon was my friend. And I was able to see, like, a little video clip with him and... It was just very, very exciting to see him. Then we walked to the White House, um, FaceTimed with a one of my daughters at home in front of the White House. You're not really in front. I mean, because of all the security, you're like pretty far from it. And uh, there's fences, but you can gaze out at it. Then we went to a bookstore slash restaurant called Busboys and Poets. This was another referral from our Uber driver, Sean. We had a very good meal of Brussels sprouts and vegan nachos, which were on a happy hour menu. Like it cost nothing. My daughter had um, salmon, which she enjoyed, but I just had these like mini uh, appetizers that were on the happy hour menu and it was great. We took an Uber to Martin's Tavern, which was where JFK proposed to Jackie Kennedy and where he wrote his inauguration speech. Yeah, I just had this idea that this would be a place where there would be like a line around the block to see these booths, (laughs) but both were empty. The menu there looked good and there was lots of family eatings, families eating, but we had already eaten, so we didn't stop even for a drink. It was near Georgetown, which is a really pretty area, like beautiful. And then we took an Uber to the Exorcist Steps, which are so steep. Like you cannot believe how steep these are. And then we did um, we did that as a two Uber stop. Our Uber driver stopped at the Exorcist Steps and, you know, let us wait, let us get out while he waited. And then we went back to the hotel. We put our stuff away and we walked to Hotel Intercontinental, which was right across the street. And a friend had recommended that I check it out. It was gorgeous and looked like a fancier version of The Shining. We then went to Hotel Washington to look at 
the view. They have a rooftop deck. This was also recommended by the same friend who recommended going into the Hotel Intercontinental. Um, the roof deck was packed, so we just kind of like walked through it. But it was it looked like a very cool hotel, like a very cool boutique hotel. We walked back to the White House to see it at night because we were right there. And then we walked up to the Washington Monument and then walked all around it because I still was concerned I wasn't going to be able to get tickets for it. So I'm like, well, this is our chance to see it. And then we got ice cream on the way back. So another 20,000 stops, like crazy amount of walking. And this is with taking cars to a lot of places. So Tuesday was our last day. I let my daughter sleep and I walked to the monument first thing in the morning and got tickets. And I'm so glad that I did. The tickets were gone by 1030, even though the office opens at nine. So I went back and I got her and then we walked back. So I had to walk there, get the tickets, wake her up, go back. It's very cool at the top of the Washington Monument. It's tall, but the observation deck is smaller probably than my bedroom. You know, sometimes it's hard to measure. The center of the observation deck is the elevator. So you just have a a hallway that kind of wraps around the top with windows facing in each direction. And it's two small windows in each direction. It was very fun and also not super crowded. Like I figured we would be on an elevator with a ton of people, sort of like when you go to the World Trade Center in New York. No, we were on an elevator with a family of four. When we got to the top, there was probably eight people up there from their prior trip. And, you know, the whole time people are like coming up and leaving. But at most, I don't know, maybe there's 20 people, maybe there's 16. There just wasn't that much, not a ton of room. And sometimes you had to wait to get to a window, but very fun. And then the elevator on the way down shows you all the stones that are placed on the inside of the monument. So a lot of states will do stones and with sayings and pictures. It's very cool. So we walked back to, we were up the hill from the World War II Memorial. So we walked back and put our feet in the water. Just one last time of like cooling off our feet and all the swelling, trying to eliminate all the swelling. Then we took to an Uber to Obama's favorite hot dog place. It's called Ben's. They have veggie dogs and chili and what I will call regular fries. I hate fries that are like seasoned or have a coating on them. I just want a regular square potato. That's it. A steak fry is okay. It's kind of a rectangular potato, but I never want the coating, none of it. So we went back to the hotel then and showered and packed and rested. We had like just a couple of hours. So we actually, I think I took like a 30 minute nap and then we left for the airport It was our last Uber ride, and it was actually our worst one. Like, he just was a little bit of a crappy driver. So I say what I say when a trip ends, which is, party's over. Um, There's always something bittersweet at the end of a trip. Like, housekeeping keeps knocking. Whatever. It just goes on and on. I will, you know, I always stay at a Marriott property. Not always, but quite a bit. 
And one of my perks for the stays is late checkout, which I can get as late as four. We did a checkout to three. But here's the thing with late checkout. Housekeeper harasses you the entire time. They're opening the door. I put the, um, you know, the lock on it. And they're just, you know, because they're opening it and they just keep hitting the lock. And they just keep doing it and doing it and saying housekeeping, even though your door is locked. And then you're like, I'm doing late checkout or you're in the shower and you're yelling late checkout. It never fails. So I don't know, I guess, (laughs) how can I complain? Be like, Oh, my life is so hard. But um, it just is like the craziest thing to me. Like, why if you have late checkout, like, why are you constantly harassed by um, housekeeping? So we get to the airport and it's the Ronald Reagan Airport. It's relatively small, I think. I mean, probably smaller than Sky Harbor. But it it took forever to get through security. They were, they barely had any workers. The way that the lines worked, it was very inefficient. So it was the longest it's taken me to get through security in a long time. I mean, maybe 45 minutes. It It took a while. And there was a lot of people, but not that many people. It just was very inefficient how they were doing it. And they definitely needed more workers. So we got there to the lounge finally. And we only had 20 minutes before we had to leave. So it's super crowded when we get there. And we find two seats. And then um, right before we leave, the place just completely empties out. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like we could have spread out a little bit or something. And um, everyone left at the same time. And then here is the craziest thing. We're standing in line for a plane and I almost put us on the wrong plane. I stood in line for a plane for Dallas. There was a sign that had our gate number like pointing to this gate. And instead of looking at the gate number when I got there, I just assumed I was there. And luckily the worker told me I was getting on the wrong flight. I've never done that before. Like it just was crazy. Um, so anyways, we got on our plane (laughs) and I watched, um, Shazam Fury of the Gods on the way home and the new succession. I was so excited to catch up on succession. I think tonight might be the season finale. And that was something that I found out, um, before I left was you can download from HBO just like you can from Hulu and Netflix. And I'm so into succession right now. The Shazam movie was okay. Like not great. It had like a few nice touches to it. I thought the first Shazam movie was really fun. And this one was just more disjointed. The villain wasn't great. Just like nothing was really great about it. It's like a completely forgettable movie. Um, I do like the casting. Like, I think the um, uh, Zachary uh, Levy, I think, who plays Shazam, is a great Shazam. And the kids who play the kids are great. But it's just meh, you know. There was a surprise from another uh, DC Comics hero, which I won't spoil. But it was like two seconds and not like, not like amazing, not inspired. 
Anyways, what are you going to do? Um, and that day, so this is a day where we were only partly in Washington, D.C., and we still walked over 10,000 steps. I cannot get that amount of steps in. You know, I know they say, and I think especially Oprah always says walk 10,000 steps. I can't get that in in like a regular day, like even if I go for a walk. But walking around on vacation, it's you can really get it in. I will tell you my legs were very tired. We were walking up a lot of hills, a ton of stairs, and my legs were aching. So we were back uh, Tuesday night. I um, don't have to take my daughter to school on Wednesday. That's a delight. And I get up early on Wednesday and go to the office. And um, I kept saying to my staff, how long was I gone? I I was only gone a Monday and a Tuesday. And I had stacks of work. I had a ton of messages on my phone that my were made when my staff wasn't around. Like it was just crazy, you know, a kind of a lot of mail. It just was very bizarre. So I got through all of that and then had, um, you know, a couple of uh, busy but okay days. I was able to get to a spin class on Friday night. And now here I am, Memorial Day weekend, one of my favorite weekends of the year. So that's it. I think I will, I'm just really giving an update at this point. And um, since I've been talking for almost an hour, I would like to get on track with my time management topics. Um, And so I will tell you, I've been really, really working and struggling with time management. I'm having a hard time with time to do anything. It's Things like my church attendance are suffering, Um, getting in exercise is suffering, getting in walks is suffering, time with my husband. It's, I don't know what, what is happening. I feel like time is shrinking and the days are flying by. So in any event, I'm still working on it. It's a work in progress. I'm hoping that I can come back with some good tips, but I did want to catch everybody up on these trips. A few people have asked me, what did you see in Washington, D.C., and do you have some tips? And I thought, well, I'll talk about it a lot in the podcast, too, and I can refer people to to the podcast. So thank you for listening. If you're listening, I think you probably know where to find me, but you can find me on iTunes, um, Patreon, and um, SoundCloud. And uh, thanks very much. And I will talk to you hopefully in two weeks. That's my goal is to get back on the two-week schedule. All right. Thanks again. And thanks for a great five years. It is our five-year anniversary on this podcast. Thanks. Bye-bye.